Hi, and welcome to the Plot Twist Design Business Podcast. My name is Kelly Collier-Clark. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Bailey Lee of Bailey Lee Interiors. Bailey is located in Newark, New Jersey. She is the principal interior artist and designer of her firm, and she's well known for her creative walls, her colorful design, and unexpected amazing fashion style. Stay tuned and let's get started. Hi, Bailey. Welcome to the podcast today. Hi, Kels. How are you? Happy New Year. Yes. Happy 2022. We are like, what, halfway through the first quarter? I know. Like I said, I can't believe it's March already. Time is just flying. Yes. Crazy. It's, it's scary. <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah, we should but... be used to it by now, right? It's like you turn around and it's already it's already going to be 2026. I know. Don't don't no no no. We don't want to age that fast, Bailey. I know. Slow down, that You know, I definitely don't. I definitely don't want to age that fast. No, me either. So, but yes, you are right. And I feel like it actually sped up since the pandemic, or is it just me? No, I agree. I feel like some somebody's rigging something. You know, (laughs) you know how they say like time is not is an illusion. I'm starting to believe that. Yeah. Yeah, somebody yeah. has rigged a time machine on us. But um, nonetheless, I want to thank you for taking time out for us to actually have this conversation today for Women's History Month. I'm super excited about you being on because you are doing some amazing things. So before we deep dive in, thank can you. you share? Oh, you're welcome. Can you share how your journey began as an artist and a designer? So... Those are two kind of two separate questions, right? Because yes. um, I started I started doing interior design when I was working as a realtor. Mm-hmm. So I was a real estate agent for Weikert Realtors, and I was selling houses and listing houses. And I had this house that was like um, in South Orange, New Jersey. It was listed for one point three million, but it needed a lot of updates, mm-hmm. and we weren't going to spend the money to update it just to sell it. So we had to stage it. So I didn't know how to stage. So I called in a girlfriend of mine who had a beautiful home. Um, she was she was just a fly, you know, woman. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> back then, you know, she she was older than me, but she was just, you know, fly. Her house was fly. Do people say still say fly? I do. <laughs> my, my girlfriend <laughs> laughed at me the other day. She was like, "You still say fly?" So anyway, her house was fly. She was fly. So I yes. so I told her, I said, listen, I need a home stager for this house. And I think you can do it. The appointment is tomorrow. Be there. And she's like, what? I don't know how to stage houses. And I was like, listen, bring a pad, a notepad, <laughs> and a pen and come. Okay. And so she was like, oh, my God. Okay. So she came um, to the appointment. My client loved her. And they hired her on the spot. And then we left there. When we walked out of the house and got to the corner, she screamed at me. She was like, oh, my God. She's <laughs> like, I don't know how to stage. You're going to have to help me. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay. You know, so it was, it was, it went from there. Like, we went to lunch. Before you know it, we had our first client. We had a business. And we didn't even have a name for the business. But we began staging homes from that point on. Because that particular house, once we staged it, it ended up getting multiple offers before it hit the market. And then all the realtors in town started calling me um, and Rhonda, that was her name, mm-hmm. to stage their their listings for them. And so that started a business where I was like, wait a minute, I'm kind of enjoying this much more than I'm enjoying the real estate. Mm-hmm. So I was, you know, I was spending more of my time staging. And then when I would list a house, stage the house, sell the house, the clients that would sell their house and buy a new home would call me back and say, Hey, well, can you decorate my new home? You know, can you design my new home? And so I was like, absolutely. So it just went from there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I'm kind of a self-taught. Yes, <laughs> I am. I I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a self-realized, I, I like to say self-realized, self-realized artist and interior designer. And then now when it comes to the art, 
I'm already several years into the interior design business. Mm -hmm. I'm doing my thing. I have multiple clients. I left my corporate job. Um, I'm no longer doing the real estate stuff because I was doing like multiple things. Mm -hmm. And I decided, hey, I'm going to do this full time. You know, it was really enjoyable. So we had a business that was called Brooks and Bailey. And we were Brooks and Bailey Designs. And um, I think I think our little tagline was the art of style or something like that. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so from there, um, the real estate market kind of crashed, and then interior design wasn't as popular for a minute. Like people weren't staging their homes as much, people weren't designing their homes as much. People were really um, afraid of like what you know was going to happen, and they weren't didn't feel really secure about their money at that time. So. Um, so we, I ended up going back into corporate America and then mm-hmm. coming and then, um, after being on a job, I'm sorry, this is a long story, but <laughs> no, it's great. It's a great story. I'm, I'm loving it. But after, after I went back into corporate America, I was like, all right, I'm just going to do this for like, a, you know, a year or two so that I can invest in my own business. And my business that I had in mind was a home, home boutique. Mm-hmm. So I wanted a home decor boutique that had, that sold furniture and accessories and really cool, artsy, funky stuff. So like the tagline for that store was um, artfully inspired, insanely stylish home decor. And so I opened that boutique because I was working at that job and it allowed me to pay for it. Mm-hmm. And then I got fired. <laughs> oh, no. But I got fired. I know it's not a bad thing. I didn't do anything wrong. I got fired because the company sold. She sold the company to another company. And they then slowly began to let everyone go that was previously there. Okay. So, right. So, like downsizing, I guess. Yeah. So, they, right. So, we thought we were going to be working for this other company, but they were like, no, we're getting rid of you guys. So, they did it slowly, but surely. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had my store, I had, you know, my other expenses and I was like, what am I going to do? You know, I have, mm-hmm. the, I have this overhead and I have all this overhead and I have children. So, um, I decided to really just go hard with the design and with the boutique and, um, and then, you know, I, I was like going through this, going through these motions where I was like, wait a minute, am I being, you know, um, impactful like is is this really what I want to do with my life is this is this am I really helping people you know I don't know I just had a moment of retrospection Mm -hmm. and um and then shortly thereafter I discovered the art walls and they started with me painting a client's floors because this client was opening up a small business um the dad had left his job and they invested all their money the dad and mm-hmm. the sons, okay. all their money into this store um, in Union, New Jersey. And they were just, they wanted to go hard with the store and really make an impression and really get people, you know, to want to come to this store. Mm-hmm. And, but they didn't have a huge budget and they wanted, you know, marble looking floors. And so I was, you know, I was like, okay, we don't have the budget for the floors that you'd like, but mm-hmm. why don't we try something different? You know, why don't, why don't you allow me to paint them? And I had never painted a floor before. <laughs> I love it. And the, and, I, and I was shocked that they said yes, because I was like, oh, my God, they're really going to let me experiment <laughs> on their floor. Yes. Um, but they had such faith in me. I was like, OK, fine. And I did it. You know, I painted this whole entire floor with a feather, um, you know, after having the contractor base it and do all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it came out really cool. Like the whole design of the nice. city came out super cool. And that from there began this love of dealing with paints, Mm. mixing paints, handling paints, doing different types of my own types of paint techniques. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it just people, you know, I think people just went crazy for it because people were calling me like just requesting me to do like walls for them. Because from that floor, I started doing walls in people's houses. I started doing big murals. I started doing everything from like, an eight to 10 foot wall to a 18 foot wall. Wow. And, um, and as you know, open house NYC caught wind of one of my walls. And then they asked for me to, to feature me on the show. And I think it just went, it just went crazy from there, Kelly. Like, (laughs) yeah, I didn't, I didn't expect any of that, but it happened. But I think that's the best part of your story to me as I listened and I already 
your story, but as I listen to you talk about it today, to me, what resonates is a couple of things. And the first part is that you believed in yourself. You didn't give up. And even though you went back to corporate, that's a reality for quite a few designers and entrepreneurs in general. I think in the beginning, sometimes they go back because, you know, things don't work out or whatever happens. But you didn't give up and you believed in yourself and you offered to paint somebody's floors and you never painted nothing before. <laughs> like, so that was a big I mean, it takes a lot of courage, Bailey, to do that. So I commend you for it, because I think when I first discovered your Instagram page, probably, I don't know, two and a half to three years ago, I remember literally messaging you in your DM and you responded right away. But I was so excited to see what you were doing, because I had never seen any anybody painting free freestyle on walls before. And wow. for it to look like that, it, it just was so inspiring and, and not enough to make me necessarily want to try to go out here tomorrow and be an artist. But it just was inspiring because it's something very different and it's, it brings the different element um, to the work. So about your brand in general, it seems like it's become a big part of your brand. And the one photo I want to ask you about is I think it was a video where you had this beautiful long skirt on painting on a ladder and this beautiful skirt. So was that planned for like branding photos or is that just you on any day being fabulous? Well, I'm going to say yes and no. Okay. <laughs> it, de okay. it, de it definitely wasn't planned, but I definitely don't show up like that to paint walls. <laughs> okay. um, <laughs> but I want to go back to what you said um, really quickly. First mm -hmm. of all, I want to, I, I want to say, yes, I do remember you DMing me. And you were so nice and you were just so complimentary. And you also said, hey, I want to paint walls, you know, right? Did you say something like that? <laughs> yes, hey, I did. I, I want to try to do that. And I, I was encouraging you, like, try it, right? Just go right. for it. Yeah, I remember something like that. Yeah, yes. You've always been just a beautiful soul. So thank, thank you. you for the acknowledgement. And thank you for having me on the show. Of course, um, you're welcome. And now to your question. Um, that gown was made by a woman named Arlinda. Mm -hmm. um, and she has a, a line called Sophistafunk, and she makes these amazing skirts from these beautiful fabrics and all of that. And so I, she's always been kind of like a mentor to me because she's a creative. Mm -hmm. She's a mom. She's like fearless. And she didn't, you know, study, you know, fashion design or any of that. So I always kind of looked up to her mm -hmm. to say, wow, you're really like, you know, doing your thing. You're, you're, you're just fearless with it. And you're doing something that, you know, I haven't really seen before these ball gowns with like sweatshirts. She was doing that like back in the day, sneakers, mm -hmm. you know, just killing it. And so she, um, she was doing a pop-up in Montclair and that particular pop-up in Montclair where they invited me, they asked me to donate a, an art wall to the space. Mm. And, and I was like, wow, you know, this is a, a group of, you know, amazing, you know, people, artists, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, a lot of them were women. Um, there was a couple of men in there, but mostly women. And they were all local artists. Um, they or, or local business owners, you know, and so mm -hmm. I said, oh, wow, yeah, I want to be a part of that. You know, I want to, I, however, I can contribute to this movement. I absolutely want to be a part of it. So it was the artisans pop up, I think it was called in Montclair. And I came in and I did a wall there. And while she was setting up her, her, her pop up space for her skirts and her, her um, product. And she said, I have an idea because I was going up and down this ladder painting and she mm -hmm. said I have an idea <laughs> she was like would you paint in one of my skirts yeah and I was like oh my god but it's silk and it's gorgeous I'm gonna ruin right. it you know and she said no that's the point I want you to ruin it <laughs> oh my gosh that was brilliant though and brilliant idea. yeah so she's she's brilliant you know that was all her and um and I was just willing you know I was like okay fine you know so we did it <laughs> Um, and she was like painting on the skirt, you know, mm -hmm. just making it like kind of a mess as well. Like she want, that was the whole idea of it. And she was doing that while I was like, you know, painting some of the lower parts of the wall. And then I went up the ladder with it. And that's the part that everybody saw and everybody loved that video. I didn't know mm -hmm. it was going to, it was going to be so popular. Yes. Because it's, I think the most, to me, the things that catch people's attention the most are always going to be the things that's, that are totally unexpected, Right. And mm -hmm. that's just something that you just wouldn't expect to see. But I think what a lot of us has come to realize is that you should expect the unexpected from Bailey. <laughs> because, 
Yes. <laughs> yes. Tell them, Kels. Right? Tell <laughs> it's the truth because you just, it is what it is. And it, it shows. Um, And your love for fashion, to me, every time I see you and I see you, I've seen you at market when we met for the first time in person and things like that, you always dress amazing. So um, being in Essence Magazine, I want to talk about that because that had to be dreamy. So can you share how that opportunity came about? Yes, girl, they hit me in the DM. It goes down on the DM, like they say. <laughs> like Rick Ross says, I, I was shocked, you know, to get, to go to my, you know, to just be, you know, la, 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 la in my day. Mm-hmm. And to get a DM from Essence, yes. you know, and I, I grew up on Essence. You know me, too, I mean? I, me too, me <laughs> too. It, it's, it's like, that was the Bible, you know, the yes. beauty Bible, the fashion Bible for black girls, mm-hmm. you know, growing up. And then it was also... You know, you saw these beautiful black women that were very successful and very intelligent. And very yes. So it, it, it was, you know, that essence, you know, that that's like, you know, oh, my God, that was like being asked to be in vogue right. you know, for a black girl. Right. Right. So, <laughs> so when she when they DM'd me, um, I, I, I was like, I couldn't say yes fast enough, you know, mm-hmm. and I had two weeks to kind of pull it together. You know, they just wanted to come to my space, which was at the firehouse. Mm-hmm. But you know how you're, you know how it is. Like, I don't care if your space, if you're a designer and you never feel like your space is like, right. Perfect. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just me. I never get to the point where I'm just like, yeah, this is just perfect. Come on in. You know, I always feel like I got to, Oh my God, they want to come in. It's not ready. You know? So I was mm-hmm. running around for like, the pack for like two weeks trying to get my space together for essence because I was not going to miss that opportunity mm-hmm. um and they came and it was it was like a dream come true I I you know I was like OMG and I was in print <laughs> that, I think yes. that was my first time being in print okay you know? <laughs> well that's an amazing first time you know that's an amazing magazine to be in for the first time for sure Yes, it was. It was a it was a great experience. Yeah, I have to think of all the uh, I, you've been featured um, like in a million places, right? In a million articles and things like that that I've seen when I did research and just things that you've shared. So, but when I saw Essence, it was like I felt the exact same way. Like, and I feel like a lot of us women will feel like when one of us wins, we all kind of win or we all kind of like um, partake in that joy. I'm so glad you say that. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad you say that, you know, because a lot of people look at, um, you know, us, you know, designers in this industry and they can see us being friends and like, and they've asked like, wait a minute, you guys aren't, don't feel like you're in competition with each other. You guys don't feel like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. No. Mm -mm. And it's, (laughs) and it doesn't feel that way. You know why? Because everybody is unique and everybody has their own unique sense of style. So there's, there's, there's nothing to compete against, you know? Yep. Your client is going to be drawn to you. My client is going to be drawn to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I just love that, you know, that for the most part, that energy of sisterhood, you know what I mean? In this yes. industry, it just feels really good. Yeah, it does. Um, for the most part, I felt it. Um, and, and, and one of the things you said, too, about being complimentary for me, that's just how I am. But also, I always want to try to show up as the change I want to see. If I don't see it enough, I feel like then let me do my contribution. And it's, it's always going to be genuine though. I'm not going to be like that with everybody, of course. I mean, it's going to just be people that you feel that way about or things that you like, but I think we just need to see more of it. And that's why it, it was important to me, even with this podcast, to dedicate some episodes for a series for Women's History Month, because there's so many of us that are doing some amazing things and of course because we're women we feel like all women are just everything right (laughs) but (laughs) you know women women empowerment is really a thing and I just want to be a part of it all so I'm excited and that that essence feature was everything so I'm sure I don't know if you framed the magazine by now or what but um, you know I haven't I should do that (laughs) I definitely should I have not done that though yeah. yeah, yeah, for it's it's one of those things, and so I do want to go back a little bit as you started in your endeavor here with being a designer and an artist. You obviously had natural talent and didn't need the education per se, but did you ever feel a need for a mentor? Uh, no, I wouldn't say I felt a need for a mentor, but I definitely felt the need to hire people okay. or to work with people. 
mm-hmm. who can do what I don't know how to do. You know, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm happy to do that. And I think that um, even if I knew how to do certain things like AutoCAD, because mm-hmm. I did, I did take the course. Um, I, I, I don't like it. And so I still, <laughs> right. would, I, I hate it. <laughs> right. You know, I just want to get to, I want to, I'm an artist, you know, I really yes. want to get to the creative part. Okay. That's the part. Right. And I, and I know that, you know, that's not the real world, right. You, you just still have all of the aspects of the business that you have to run. Yeah. But there are certain things that I have no problem allocating to someone who really loves to do that. And it took me some time to get to that point because I used to try to do everything myself. And, and I was fortunate that my clients, mm-hmm. um, they treated me like an artist more so than they treated me like a designer, which means that they, would allow me creative freedom, creative control, creative reign. Mm-hmm. And I, I was blessed with that. I think because sometimes they would not know at all. Not to say not at all. They might see, I'm going to show them samples. I'm going to show them different things. Mm-hmm. Um, but they wouldn't know exactly how this thing was going to turn out. And and I, and I like that, you know. Mm-hmm. I liked surprising them. It was just, it was so much more impactful. They also had to put a lot of trust in me to um to understand and believe that I really got them you know mm-hmm. that I really know them well that I I've figured out things about them that they may not even you know acknowledge about themselves or realize mm-hmm. about themselves and I'm bringing I'm pulling those things out of them mm-hmm. you know and they trusted me so I I'm very fortunate in that yeah having a client to give you creative control is a blessing but having all almost all of your clients <laughs> treat you that way is definitely major and one thing I also hear because we both have that real estate at heart where that experience under our belt right one of the things I learned really quickly is how much every business is really sales driven a lot and even though this is a business where creativity is the point it does start with sales because you're selling something to a person when you're showing whether it's a visual or like the person you said why don't we paint the floors you sold that idea and it sounds like to me you do an amazing job on getting those things across to your clients so they can buy into that do you feel like your experience as a realtor helps helps you at all well yeah i have a long history of sales Okay. So even before selling real estate, I was selling software, I was selling automation, you know, equipment. I, I've always been in sales. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I excelled at sales at most of the companies that I was at. I, I got like promotions or raises and ended up being national, you know, sales representative or whatever. So sales okay. has always been in my blood. I just got tired of selling. Okay. So, you know, even when it comes to design, I never really feel like I'm selling anything, but you made a good point. You know, even if I'm saying, hey, I know you want these floors. I know you can't afford them. Let me do it this way. That is a form of, you know, mm. of well, selling in a sense, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, so so I get it to a certain degree, but I do think that organically mm-hmm. being a good salesperson has helped me. And whether I realize or not how well I listen or how well I communicate a idea to a client, I'm sure that a lot of that came from my skills in sales. Yeah, I I would have to say it does because, well, not only because my personal experiences, but just when I hear you talk, my one of my um, tools is an analyst. So it's like I'm very analytical. And when I hear and listen to people talk, it almost... Is, is only obvious to me just because you know how it says you can judge a tree by the fruit it bears. It's things that you see, right? And you just hear, but it's it's your personality also and confidence too, because how many people are going to have the courage, right? To offer to paint somebody's floors knowing they never did it before. So it, right. <laughs> I think is important. Yeah, the fearlessness. I, you know what, what, what mm-hmm. I feel, what I feel about paint. Mm-hmm. I think paint is beautiful and when you add texture to it, it's wonderful, but it's also nothing to be intimidated by because it can be removed. It can be painted over, you know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, that's the way I feel about it. I'll keep at a wall until it's perfect to me. And mm-hmm. if I don't like it, I'm going over it. You know what I mean? So that's just the way I feel, but it is, it does take a lot of uh, physical, you mm-hmm. know, effort to do a large wall. And so that's the thing, you know, it's like, oh, no, I don't want to go back up that ladder a thousand more times. But, you know, I definitely am not afraid 
of color, of, of paint, or of any aspect of the design. I'm very fearless when it comes to, you know, taking yeah. chances, like when it comes to like creating something really unique for a client. I'm like, let's go for it. Yeah. We, we've never seen this before, but we're going to do it, you know? Yes. I love it. And then you made a great point. If you don't like it, you can just cover it up or change it, which is great. So... That's a good point. Um, I do want to switch gears a little bit. I want to pivot and talk about motherhood and balancing that because you mentioned earlier that you had small children early on. And so over the years, how did you, what were some of your um, tips or things that you did that you could share to balance, you know, all of these things that you have done while you had children? Oh, wow. It was tough, you know, because I was running a store, I was working a full-time job, and then I had my children. Mm-hmm. So, and, and, but I opened the store right in town. And what was the funny part was that my kids, one of my, my, my middle child, he was so against me opening this store. He was like, really? don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, why are you doing it? Because it was in his town. That's where all the kids would, like, would walk by and stuff. And he was like, why are you doing it? I don't know why he was so weird about it. Um, but he also was not into entrepreneurship in his mind. It was like, no, you know, just work your job you okay. know, and, and, and support us, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, mom, why are you doing this? And then it also was taking time away from them. And it also was, mm-hmm. um, even though they could come right to the store after school, they could do whatever. Um, but they felt like it was taking time and money away from them. So that was a, mm. a hard part because they were right. You know, I did have to invest some time into that that I couldn't give to them and I did have to invest money into Mm -hmm. it that I couldn't give to them and so they had to kind of you know deal with it Mm -hmm. um just like they had to deal with my you know us us getting divorced when they were younger so Mm -hmm. you know I feel bad that kids have to go through these changes they're forced to go through these changes with their parents but Mm -hmm. you know they turned out fine you know they're 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 doing really well Mm -hmm. um they got through it, you know, they, they had a lot of love and support from family members. And it, I can't say that it was all easy, but you know, we, we did it. Yeah. 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 And I can relate on so many levels. I mean, I had my daughter of my first marriage and like you said, it is hard and, and you feel bad to a degree, but I just, I've learned that children are so resilient, um, much more than we give them credit for. Absolutely. And our kids prove that to us, right? Yeah, like my kids, you know, once when we got divorced, um, Mm -hmm. my ex-husband and I got divorced, my kids were really upset at first, but then they quickly adjusted to the idea that they had two houses now. Mm -hmm. Uh, They got to spend, you know, a lot of one-on-one time with daddy, a lot of one-on-one time with mommy, which before it was kind of just like everybody in the house and everybody, when you're all in the house together, you kind of take for granted, you know, that yeah. one-on-one time. So, mm-hmm. so they, so they, so they started to realize the benefits. And then they also, now they see the benefits of me putting all that time into being an entrepreneur. And now they want to be entrepreneurs. I love you it. Know? Look at so, that. Right? <laughs> love it. Full circle. And you know what? I appreciate you being willing to have a conversation about this part because as women, we don't get the luxury of separating sometimes like men do, right? Like yeah. we can't always just um, walk out the door and put on our cape and come back home for dinner. Like we have to worry right. about what are we eating for dinner? Um, <laughs> and are we putting in enough time? And I think sometimes men get a pass on certain things. It's not always fair, but as women, we are strong and we're wired to do all of those things. But um, a lot of younger mothers I know sacrificial I used to be because I was a young mom um, at like a week before 22 and you do put off your goals and your dreams but I admire the fact that you didn't um, that you saw the the value in it and look how it turned out and now they want to do what you're doing right you know I, I mean the, the their early years you know I did put off and I was working nine to five and all that so I understand doing that especially when they're really really young Okay. Um, but yeah, when they got to a certain age, I feel like, you know, they were able to, to adjust well. And it was, I was local. Right. Know, it wasn't like my business was across town. They could easily come to my store right after school, whatever. They could work there if they wanted to. And I, you see my kids, sometimes I have them painting walls with me. Yes, I love it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I had to let them know, hey, you know, 
this, we can do this together. This can be like a family thing, you know, so yes. you don't feel left out. And then we still get this quality time and you get to, you know, really express yourself as an artist or as mm -hmm. a creative. And, you know, they, so they sometimes they enjoy doing it, you know, and, and they're like, wait, you know, this is awesome. You know, you put all this time in, it took years, but it's, it, it's paying off for you and we're proud of you. And that, that makes me feel good. Yes. I'm I'm yeah. smiling because it just sound it sounds like it's so inspirational and it can and I hope that it will be inspirational for so many other women. Um, I am guilty of trying to get my daughter to you know be in business with me and do certain things, and that's just not her. It's not her thing. She has her own business now. Um, <laughs> And you know how we were raised. I don't know if parents back then were encouraging us to go be entrepreneurs. It was Not like, go all. to college, go to college, and <laughs> right. get a degree. And my daughter has a college degree. Thank God it was a scholarship, but she's not really, I mean, she's using it because she obviously has education, but she's an entrepreneur is my point. Right, <laughs> so right. Things are so different now with that. Right. And there are some transferable skills, right? Mm -hmm. From college into entrepreneurship, you know, mm -hmm. because that's the thing, you know, we don't want our kids going to school in order to be someone's employee. Right. You know, we want our kids to go to school so that they can be bosses. You know, yeah. we that's what we truly want. Yes. Um, I would say, you know, the idea that a job is going to offer you, you know, the, the security for the rest of your life, that's out the window now. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just not the case anymore. People get fired. People get laid off. Companies close. Their mm -hmm. security is gone. And they don't even offer pensions anymore at most places, right? You know, people used to be able to get pensions and stuff. That's very true. <laughs> That's very true. And I couldn't believe when somebody told me that. I was like, you don't have a pension? Because <laughs> yeah. I didn't even realize. And I'm thinking to myself, how the heck are you supposed to survive when you stop working? Because Social Security is going to be like zero, it, right? Yes. Right? That's right. going to be like lunch money at some point. Um, so, yeah. So that's really interesting points because, I mean, like I said, being a woman, being a mom, all of those things just go hand in hand. And for women who don't have children yet or don't or chose not to, then that's great, too. But as women in general, we're just always expected to, to just show up, right, no matter what and all of that kind of stuff. So, um, yes. so. Do you have any advice that you will offer anybody who is just thinking about getting into it and feel like they have a natural talent? And if they don't want to go to school specifically, how would you recommend them to get started? Hmm. So I, I wouldn't, I honestly would not recommend not, you know, taking some courses at least okay. so that you can, you know, just get those basic skills down. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, again, if you're like me, you know, I'm, I'm a different kind of, I'm a different breed because I grew up in the hood. You know what I mean? I grew up, <laughs> I grew yeah. up having to survive. I grew mm -hmm. up having to try to figure it out. You know, mm -hmm. that's me. Mm -hmm. So if you have that type of personality where you, you know, you just feel like, you know what, I can make, I can reinvent myself. I can make something out of nothing. I'm going to be fearless and courageous. I'm going to walk on faith because that's what entrepreneurs do. We walk mm -hmm. on faith. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, we don't have anything other than our faith and right. our belief in the fact that we can do this. So if you have that, then go for it. You know, if you don't have that, then I do feel like you could go get, you know, go to school, get some skills and maybe work for a firm, you know, so that you can get some experience and then, you know, branch out there mm -hmm. um, because you might want that salary. You know, you may want that salary or, you know, the, the perks that it comes that comes with working for a firm mm -hmm. um but again i'm not saying that you can, it can't be done because i've done it i'm living proof right right but i do feel like it depends on the personality and it depends on whether or not you're really gonna you know have that unwavering faith in mm -hmm. yourself and in your your um talents mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you know what bailey full transparency right your story is very inspiring to me personally because you did make that transition after having, I'm sure, a great salary, right? So you can, you were able to walk out on faith and walk away from this six-figure salary, right? And then yes. have to work hard. And my struggle <laughs> is I'm a hard worker for sure, but 
I do it because I want to and not because I have to anymore. Because the job I'm in, in my career, I've been in this company 15 years, right? And it's definitely no sense of security because I know it could end today or tomorrow, right? But it also it also is something to be said about the fact that you're you if you're used to getting this check, right, every two weeks and then you transition and you're like, all right, how am I going to make this check come <laughs> every two weeks? It has to feel different. So, I mean, how did you deal with that transition? Did you prepare for it first? Use 401k? Like what, how did you mentally or physically like prepare for that? Or did you just jump out and say, I'm done, I'm going to do this? Right. Cause remember I got fired, right? Right. I know, but you could have got another job. So that's why I know, I know that propelled you, but you definitely had, you know, credentials where you could have just got another job somewhere. Right. Um, I definitely could have just went into getting another job, but I looked at it as a sign. I saw it as a sign. I had already Mm -hmm. opened the store Mm -hmm. and I got fired unexpectedly. You know, we, we didn't know that that was going to happen. And I was like, this is my opportunity. This is my opportunity mm-hmm. to, to, to how, how they say, go home or go hard. This was my yes. opportunity to show up, okay. show out. So in my way, I, you know, in my mind, I was like, what's, what do I have to lose? Mm-hmm. If, I, if I go hard and really, you know, go all in and really try to make a success of things, the worst that can happen is it doesn't work out and I go back and get a job. You know, that's the way okay. I looked at it. Okay. And I, and I ended up st- having to close my, my boutique, you know, it, mm-hmm. I couldn't, I couldn't maintain that boutique more than two years. Okay. And, um, because it was just a lot of overhead and a lot of responsibility. And I didn't, I, what I realized is that I'm not, a, I don't like being a retailer. You okay. know, I don't like being somewhere where I have to be there all day. <laughs> okay. I like to, I'm a butterfly. I want to go here. I want to go to this store. I want to go, you know, I want to be out and about. I'm going to stop at my client. I want to do all of that. And I felt very restricted. Mm-hmm. Um, but although like when I was doing that, I was also teaching myself how to upholster chairs and painting on furniture. So I was learning new skills as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so no matter what I'm doing, I'm always doing two or three other things, you mm-hmm. know what I mean, creatively that I enjoy or that I'm trying out because I like to explore whether or not I have some hidden talents. I like to I like to find out what's in there, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't easy and I had to close my store, but I was like, you know what, it doesn't. I'm selling furniture only in my projects because people would come into my store and they would freak out. They would say, Oh my God, these graffiti chairs. Like what where <laughs> are you, you know, where are you from? You know, yes. like, why, like who thinks of this stuff? They mm-hmm. loved it, but they treated my store like a museum. They never bought anything. They just, they just came, came and to look and take pictures. <laughs> <laughs> yes. They wanted, everybody wanted to come by, but nobody was like buying anything. And, mm-hmm. and you know, the women in Glenridge, because that's where my store was, that's where my where we lived at the time, you know, they were kind of like Susie homemakers, you know, like mm-hmm. soccer moms and all that. So mm-hmm. they loved the stuff, but they were just like, I can't, I don't know. I, I, I can't <laughs> in my store. Like, well, what, what I do with this? So I closed the store because I was like, this is, it doesn't make sense for me to pay for this store to remain open when no one's really buying anything. I'm only people that are buying things mm-hmm. from my clients. Right. And I already have my clients, you know, so I'll just continue to do design work. And when I want to do something creative, I'll include furniture in there, you know, and they can enjoy it that way. So, okay. So, and, and that felt like a fail. It, it was really difficult for me to close my close the doors on my boutique because I felt like I had failed. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I could see how you would feel that way, but I think, I guess as, in my in my eyes, I look at things like that, almost like opportunities, similar to when the job ended and you had a decision to make. And in this case, it might feel like you didn't have a choice because people weren't buying things, but you were still selling them in your in your projects. So maybe it just made you go harder, you know, in that area. But I mean, the one thing is, at least you did it and you had that experience and you figured out anyway that you didn't want to be in there all day. So it right. was, it's one of those things where you don't know till you try. But I do want to talk about your upholstery skills because I also remember your design on a dime work in New York. So that space you did was everything. And I know I remember it was called Love and a Fighter, right? Yes, Lover and a Fighter. It was dedicated to my dad. 
Oh, um, that's amazing. Yeah, my dad actually um, died of AIDS years ago. So, oh, I'm know, sorry to hear that. Okay. Yeah, back in '97, my dad died of AIDS, mm-hmm. and so when they asked me to do Design on a Dime, and I knew that they were donating the money to AIDS victims and stuff like that and homeless. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 th- I immediately thought of my dad and I said, oh, I have to do this for my dad. Mm-hmm. And so I created that vignette and dedicated it to him. And I, I what I did was researched his life. So <laughs> people, don't re- <laughs> people don't realize this, but, mm-hmm. you know, he kind of grew up during the riots and all of that. So when I was doing housing works design on a dime, Mm-hmm. I was depressed. Like I was Ooh. going through it because I was going down memory lane. Wow. And and I was looking at how my dad grew up, all the things he had been through and mm-hmm. thinking about his death and, and how much time I hadn't had with him. Mm. And so I was, you know, in this state where in this zone where I'm just like, oh, my God, I'm reliving, you know, I'm re I'm, I'm revisiting stuff and I'm also looking back into his life so I have a better understanding of him but it was all painful mm, I can <laughs> was, see how that would be yeah it was beautiful but it was painful so anyway mm-hmm. lo- lover and a fighter I wanted what I wanted was a room that I felt like okay if I was if my dad was still alive I would design so, like a lounge for him because mm-hmm. he used to love to watch movies he and I used to watch you know karate yeah. and boxing and all that together and you know even though he he wasn't really a drinker or anything like that, but I, I had a little bar cart in there. I saw um, that. Mm-hmm. I had the graffiti mirror in there because the graffiti that was on the walls back then and, you know, on the buildings yes. back then when he was growing up. And I always loved graffiti. Yes. Um, and I had the, the, the locker and the I had a girl. I designed a sheepskin um, heavy bag. Mm-hmm. And I designed the hair on hide boxing gloves. Nice. As, um, as a line that I um, called Willpower because his name was Will. Oh, I love it. And, yeah, so it was supposed to be Willpower, this this line of um, sporting goods. Uh, I, I'm, I may still do it. You know, I did it for that vignette, but mm-hmm. I plan to cont- pick that back up and do that again because I think a cool luxury line of sporting, you know, goods just for decorative purposes would be nice. And, mm-hmm. um, and so, and I also did the paintings and I also did the wall. So at the end of it, I thought it, I, to be honest with you, Kelly, I didn't like it. I was like, oh, this is this really, looks, yeah, it's like, it looks terrible. I, you know, I don't, I was, I was going through it, girl. I was emotionally all over the place because of, you know, the memories and, right. and the feeling. And so nothing just, I was just off. <laughs> right. And it's, it's, it's a, it's crazy how we can feel that way about something, but others can see something different because it looks like a masterpiece and I'm not just saying that, but it looks beautiful and very, you could still see that it was very well thought out. I mean, no doubt for sure. I mean, Thank all you. the details and everything and the colors. Oh, you're welcome. It, it was amazing. So I, I wanted to make sure we talked about that because there's so many things you've done. Um, I, I don't want to miss out on, I can't cover everything, but it's a couple right. of key things that stick out into my mind. And before we do wrap up, there is one thing I wanted to ask you about that you shared with me, but we couldn't talk about it. And I don't know if it's been shared publicly, but I know that you've been working on something with wallpaper. So can you share about that? Yes. So, yes. <laughs> um, so everybody has asked me like they see me do these art walls people want art walls people from across the you know the world you know will DM yeah. me like hey how can I get an art wall you know I'm yes. like, well you can fly me out there you know I'll definitely do it <laughs> <Right>. but, <laughs> to Paris or I mean I had people you know hitting me up from Paris and stuff like that yes. I was like wow this is wonderful um mm-hmm. But then, you know, so many people, even locally, just I live in an apartment, you know, I don't I don't know if I want to invest in the wall because of all these things. So, you know, I put it out there. I don't remember if you saw that call to action that I put out there. I don't <laughs> remember that. And I, yep. I, it was the video with me painting with me with the long skirt on. And I put a call to action out to brands mm-hmm. to say, hey, let's collaborate. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of my clients want wallpaper. And I asked all my clients who, who were saying that to me to tag wallpaper companies that they felt would be a good fit for me. And nice. so many of you, so many people were doing it. And I was mm-hmm. just like, oh, my God, that's wonderful. Like I had hundreds of, you know, tags. Mm-hmm. And what was interesting about it is I never acted on it. 
I looked through them all and I left it up to the brands to kind of reach out to me mm-hmm. because I, because I feel, I felt afraid. I felt scared. I don't know. I had imposter syndrome mm-hmm. and I did not feel that I would be received well if I reached out to these brands. Mm-hmm. I did not feel that I've seen a lot of black um, designers with their own wallpaper line or with these um, licensing deals or collaboration deals. So mm-hmm. I felt intimidated, you know, and so I didn't reach out. I waited for them to do it. And I think <laughs> two, two years later, I say, let me go through this list and mm-hmm. look at these things. You know, let me get the courage because I've had, I've been fearless in everything else that I do. Yes. And I, why would I be afraid now? Mm-hmm. You know, you know, that's not me to be afraid. So I, I had to push myself. I think I, I wouldn't say it was two years. Maybe it was like a year and a half later. But um, one night, because I, sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night, like 4 a.m., and I woke up at 4 a.m., went through the list. It hit me, like, let's go through that list. I went through the list, looked at all the wallpaper companies, and I started DMing them. I'm like, hey, I get DMs all the time from editors and all this other stuff. Right. I don't think it's unprofessional to DM anymore. Not know? anymore. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> so I started DMing them, and to my surprise, Kelly, the, all these wallpaper companies were like, Yes. Yes. And they were setting up meetings like, yes, we'd love to work with you. Oh, my God, your walls are amazing. You know, it, it, it just I didn't expect to be received that well. Um, and but, you know, it was a lot of them saying, yes, yes, yes. And we I had a couple of meetings, but there was one wallpaper company that just like didn't hesitate. They were just like, we want you. Here's mm-hmm. your here's the here's the license. <laughs> here's the contract. Love Let's it. do this. Mm-hmm. And I really loved that about them. Not not to say that I can't, you know, have uh, licensing deals with other brands, but mm-hmm. I do think they kind of want you to kind of do it one at a time. They don't want you like launching. Sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure. So so I finally did. Um, I did uh, do a deal. So um, nice. we're we're hoping to launch my collection. We're working on it all now, and fingers crossed, if all goes well, we'll be launching third quarter of this year. Yay! Congratulations! Yes. I am so Thank happy. Thank you. Thank I'm you so, so happy. much. Yes, and thank you for sharing it here first. Yes, this is the first <laughs> time anyone's ever heard about it. <laughs> yes, I'm so excited. I'm so excited for you, and I, I I feel privileged that I knew about it before when it right. was when it was in the work. So thank you for trusting me. Right, you didn't give me any like vibes that you would, because you know how people say like, don't tell. Yes. You know, and I'm a firm believer <laughs> of this too. You know, it's just like you don't want people around your newborn baby. You know right, what I mean? Right. Um, when the baby is just born, it's like, no, guys, stay away because you're waiting for the baby to develop. And that's the same thing with anything mm-hmm. that we're working on. We have to allow it to develop. I agree. Or we can expose it to other people. Yeah. Because you never know what kind of energy and vibes they're going to send at it, you know? <laughs> and that's, that's very true. So that's why I said I feel privileged, honestly, Bailey, because I know that and I know um, a lot of a lot of times we don't we're not supposed to and we really don't share um, certain things because you can't trust everyone. But honestly, I'm one of those people that people always tell me everything or tell me things because they know I'm not going to tell anybody. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, see, I'm, I must have, I, you know, and I'm very intuitive. So you were right. So I probably just picked that up because that's why I was like, okay, you can know. <laughs> yeah, you know, I didn't breathe a word at yes, all to anyone. You. So yeah, I'm just really, I'm excited for you. And I love when people sometimes do share first things here first because it is a privilege and so those who all listen get to hear it first too so that's great I can't wait to see your collection I know it's going to be amazing um and before we do conclude is there any last um advice that you would like to share with anybody in the business that you know may be struggling with that that fear or certain things anything you want to say to them yeah, you know, the thing about interior design that I feel is important to note, it looks like a glamorous job. You know, it looks like mm-hmm. it's all fun and glamorous yes. <laughs> and like all these things, right? But mm-hmm. I, I just want people to understand it's a, it's a lot of work. Yeah. It's, it's an and, um, and there are times when you beat up on yourself, you know, when you, when you don't feel happy with projects because you are at the whim of your client. Mm-hmm. And the things that they, you know, their taste and the things that they, you know, want in the space. And sometimes you don't like it or, you know, agree with it. Um, 
And so you don't have like the freedom that all artists might have when Mm -hmm. you're painting on canvas. So I just say to people like you really if you if you choose this as a career, make sure you really love it because there's a a lot of work. It's it's not all that it, it appears on the outside. And even press, you get a lot of press. Like you said, I have a lot of write ups, a lot of press and all that other stuff. But the press that doesn't pay the bill. That doesn't equate to dollars. <laughs> oh, that's right. It's true. It doesn't equate to dollars. It's you know, just true. Uh, I'm be, I'm keeping it a thousand percent right yes. with you all. Yeah. Um. So so I say to people, you know, find, you know, and and you probably heard this a thousand times. Find something that you love and do it, even if you got paid for it. It's it that is so real. Mm-hmm. Um. Because then you won't you won't um you won't hate it when it gets tough, and you won't give up on it when it gets rough. Mm-hmm. You'll keep going, you know, you'll keep going because you just love it. Yeah. So I, I say just, you know, if you're going to do this, if you're going to take this on as a career, make sure you love this. Make sure this is a passion for you. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's great advice. And I couldn't agree with you more. And like I said earlier, in full transparency is a hesitation factor to make that crossover because it is a lot of work. And you know what I mean? And when you're 40 and up and the idea of, you know, starting something new and knowing I'm not afraid to be new or I'm always a forever learner, but the idea of working hard when you don't feel like it, that part, you know, being an entrepreneur, you can't call out sick. I'm used to having, I don't know, six weeks of vacation time, plots, (laughs) no six weeks vacation time. (laughs) So it's like certain things that you have to just make that decision. But um, and that's not to say everybody should feel pressure to leave their job and can't do both. But, you know, right. I did point, both for a while. Yeah. You know, and but I was forced. Out. I had to be forced out. I didn't just leave mm-hmm. now because mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was scared, too. You know, yes. Yes. But, but that opportunity, opportunity presented itself and I and I took the leap. But, mm-hmm. you know, I understand what you're saying. You know, yeah. you have a salary, you have, you know, you have bills, you have, you know, stuff that you have to take care of. And it feels really comfortable to know that you have you know, something secure. So I get that. So maybe there's ways to do both until mm-hmm. you're able to, to, to fully transition. Yeah. I, the plan. You know? It is a plan in place. Honestly, it's, it's just funny. Cause I laugh about it because I had this like grandiose five-year plan and it's like, I'm three years in. So, you know, time is speeding up. Like we talked about earlier. <laughs> so you start asking yourself, like, am I going to be ready in this time period or whatever? But God knows our heart and he knows our desires. So I'm 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 walking in faith, like you mentioned earlier, too. And I'll, you'll probably be one of the first people I send a text or call because we had this conversation. Yes. <laughs> and I shared that. <laughs> yes. I'll let you know for sure um, when I retire early. But in the meantime, I'm going to continue to be inspired by women like you, Bailey, and cheer you on and, you know, look forward to seeing more of what you're doing here. And with that, I just want to say thank you again for taking time to come on the show today. Thank you, Kelly, for having me. We've been at this. We've been trying to get together for (laughs) so many months. So I'm happy it finally happened. Yes, me too. (laughs) And thank you so much. And I will talk to you soon. Okay, have a great day. Take care. You too. Bye. Bye.